0: Yeah. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Let's get it. I'm telling you why. You can see in their eyes and boys ain't playing, they ready to ride. Checking the challenge just to tell if you ain't ready, you can it's eat. A good Scott, the it's a taste god,
1: man. Get us another flies. one, man. Captain's out, we about
0: to get it cracking Full of crashing in between those lines You boys, we about to ride We are of brothers And we stick together like an army mission one it's a time We stacking them W's, pay attention Ponies coming with apprehension We stay on top of our division We're from BCS busses to playoff contest We on the rise Now the boy's mad, mad, mad We have to tighten them boys up Yeah, you Yeah, fans K. Scott,
1: that's nice.
2: Thanks, K. Scott. Nice. We do appreciate you letting us use that, and it's a great song,
1: isn't it? Though, Utah fans,
2: go you, It's Happy summer! It's Fourth of July week. Yeah, it
1: is the Fourth of July weekend. Go blow some
3: stuff up.
2: <laughs> Fireworks are banned. I don't
3: care. <laughs> not the little, not the little ones. I buy for four hundred dollars. That goes four hundred dollars. <laughs>
1: That's the end.
2: Just buy the little snaps and your kids okay, are happy. Okay, freak. It's okay.
1: Welcome to Utah Football Fans Podcast One and All. I'm Gary Smith, Bryn Witt and I'm with back. Us James Russin is back. He's here. After a hiatus. We're, we don't know what he's been doing. We're not going to ask. Who cares? Nobody cares. Who cares? We're all together. <laughs> podcasting. And you know what? We're only two months out. My God, two months out. Let so let me ask you this right off the top: What would so we're two months away? I mean, what would undefeated? Be, what would be <laughs> your <laughs> excitement meter at this point with two months to go? What is or what what would is what, what is my I excitement mean, meter? Yeah, your well, level of excitement with two months to go.
2: Are we saying like one to ten here? Yeah,
1: that something like that.
2: I'll be honest, I'm low right now. I'm probably like a three because I just, I'm not in the mentality yet.
3: What about you, James? I yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm like a three or four. I don't even really think about it much. I mean, camp hasn't really kicked off yet. And last year was such a weird year that I was like, my mind space was outside football. But man, I can tell you, oh, I'll tell you this. I played a hockey game the other day over at Steiner, got out of my car they are practicing the drums.
2: Uh, mm,
1: Holy yeah. cow. I've been able
3: to hear them. Oh, baby. That does it. I, uh, Yeah, the heart rate went up, and that got me a little excited.
2: Can I say what I am excited about now? I know this is football. This is Utah football fans.
3: We're excited about the Olympics.
2: We have three, three gymnasts. gymnasts going to Tokyo. And it's pretty cool. I'm sorry, but that's huge. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Michaela Skinner, which we've seen perform. She's amazing. The two girls... They're going to be freshmen. Grace McCallum, Kara Eaker are going to the Olympics, and then next year they're coming and will be on the Red Rock team as freshmen. That's huge. I'm excited about it. Go Utes. Go Utes.
1: Yeah, that is exciting. Congrats to all. That's neat. That's really neat, actually. Uh, But, yeah, as far as excitement goes, I'm at the starting gate. It's, yeah, we don't even have, camp hasn't started all that kind of stuff. But, you you know, it's it's out there. It's not that far away. It just feels like it's been forever. I know we had a season last year. It was a weird season. Right. All the crap. I'm not going to rehash all that. But, yeah, it's, come, it's, it's starting to come. Now, I'm sure all or most, anyway, are aware of what the sh- schedule is going to be. We start September 2nd, which is a Thursday, everybody, against Weber State. <laughs> and my understanding is we don't have a time yet. No. On Thursday. We don't. September 2nd. Then we play the Zubies, which is a Saturday, September 11th. We do have a time on that one, 8.15, down in Zubyville. Uh, and then we go to San Diego State, which I still don't get. I
3: still don't
1: get that one. A they 5 o'clock game. Here. That's a Saturday. Um, Then our real first home game. I mean, you know. <laughs> is Washington State, September 25. We don't have a time on that. Then we head off to USC, and then there's the rest of the schedule. So, right. I mean, it's it, it's coming. It's cool. Um, let me ask you this, though. Let's start right here. Uh, topic one. Topic one. Rapid fire. Let's go. So, you know, <laughs> athletic directors all got together with the, with the new commissioner. Oh, and, yeah, about that, Larry Scott. Yeah is yes. on the curb, baby. Scott's gone. Gone. Good riddance. So,
3: <laughs> i
1: mean, it should chant she? Larry Scott there for a <laughs> second. I had to stop myself. <laughs> you got to spit everywhere when gotta you sp- do. That's the uh, spitter. If anyone's been listening to us for years, yeah, you'll know you about the spitter who sits behind what's
2: us. What's he going to yell now? Larry what's, what's Scott. The, what's the new guy's <laughs> name?
3: I don't even. I, I
2: don't. doesn't have the ring doesn't to have it, the, probably. not have the
3: same. No. No.
1: Anyway. <laughs> anyway, they had this meeting. And they were talking about two, two things, which I think is interesting for discussion, uh, what you guys think. One is reduce conference games from 9 to 8. Now, that's what the SEC does. Mm-hmm. And the re- part of the reasoning, anyway, is that the Pac-12 choose each other each other up because we get an extra loss or whatever because we're playing one more conference game where in the SEC, and usually it's in November, well, they, they don't have a game. They play, play some patsy. Yeah, they At least play some a cupcake of
3: like Coastal Carolina. They put it on their schedule
1: to win. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's there's that issue. What, what do you think about going from 9 to 8 of conference games? I love it.
3: I think that every p5 school should have the same whether everyone's doing nine or everyone's doing eight because you're exactly right like we beat each other up we're playing an additional team from the north we're playing washington or washington state for for example this year where we could schedule wyoming to come down to rice cycles and it's an automatic w which is exactly what the sec does so I think it's I think it, we need to go that route so we're matching up with the other conferences.
2: I agree that I feel like it should be level with every conference. Every con- <laughs> you, God,
1: Geez. God dang, dude. What,
2: what do you have in there? Should I tell you? Well, yes, yeah,
3: sure. It's a very cocktail right here. 2.0 or is it the, the original?
1: No, I put in a peach, peach something so <laughs> it's Mountain Dew and a Red Bull peach. <laughs> I won't be. I'll, I'll fall You're, asleep about five o'clock. Yeah, this, you don't. This morning, s-
2: you don't sleep. <laughs> anyway, um,
1: that's what you hear sloshing. Yeah, around. try goll. it. Can you stop?
2: I, <laughs> sloshing. Trying to around. talk over here. Okay. What I was saying <laughs> is that I do agree. I feel like every conference should be the same, and I understand why the SEC does it, but I kind of think it's bullcrap because
3: we're the. I think we're the only conference that plays nine conference games, though. I'm yeah, that is, but it's uh, there might be one other. Like
2: we were saying. Weber State, oh, woohoo! San Diego State, oh, woo-hoo. like you don't care about those games. I get that they're an automatic win, but part of me wants the hey, competition. We got Oklahoma State, though,
3: like that's the thing because well, we ha- we have a built-in every year we're we're gonna play BYU because of the rivalry. <laughs> cool. Then there's always you're always gonna play down a tier. It's like it's like tier A, B, C, D.
2: But I don't think that's what would happen if we no, added it's a not. non-conference. They're gonna schedule the cupcakes. So that they can win because well, that's what all the other conferences do. And that kind of bugs me. It's like, let's be playing level teams here.
1: I think no, I think the Big Ten, Big Twelve, A C C and the Pac Twelve play nine game. Really? Conference schedules. Oh, I was totally
2: wrong there. The SEC?
1: No, no. no, no. SEC. Oh, A C C. See, we're all look, here's how I look at it. I in theory, I would agree that I mean that you know, obviously this is my feel. In theory, it should be even, you know, because it matters in playoffs. Yeah. To get into the playoffs, that kind of thing. But honestly, if it's just to get us another win, would I rather play a North team like Washington? I don't care who, but anybody, but say a Washington or an Oregon. I Even even Oregon State versus bringing in Wyoming to get a win, I'd rather play the a better team and see it. Not if you lose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. I'd rather play good teams than play crap. Waste it. We
3: play eight good teams every year. Okay, six. Let's just say it's six because it's, you're always going to have the Arizonas of the world. But how many times have we played Washington, Oregon, and Stanford when they're good, and we lose to two North teams, we sweep the South, but because of those two North team losses or second place or you're outside the playoff looking in because now you're 10 and 2 whereas if you play yeah it's not exciting i'm gonna, ULV awful. coming to Rice Cycles does not blow my skirt up
2: no nobody goes to it it's not the level of excitement and
3: but you're 11 and 1 now but <laughs> uh, no you would you're telling not, me okay i'm going li- to i'm going to line you up and go 11 and 1 and you are in the conversation for the college football playoff or Oregon can come to town, you lose the game, you're ten and two, and you're on the outside looking in. You're gonna take the eleven and one all day, every day.
2: I think it gets so boring. Okay, Alabama, can you imagine Cole? being Alabama fans and you go yeah,
3: and winning national championships every year and going twelve
1: and zero? It's not just because they have they're freaking good. They okay. beat every yes, I'm but just they also saying, don't as take a any fan
2: risk. like you go. You're gonna win, woohoo! There's no excitement. There's no anything. There's no excitement. No, I feel like there's no excitement. They from have those fans. 55
1: national championships in the last eight years. Yeah, and
2: they don't give a crap because they don't appreciate it. Okay. No,
1: they're they're look, <laughs> time, calm, calm thyself. I appreciate where you're coming from. I don't want to play UNLV or Wyoming or St. Mary's of the Wasatch instead of having Oregon or Washington or someone come in and play. That's just me. Okay, I I get I get the thir- if we could guarantee a win. Hey, I don't know. Whatever, it sounds good, but I don't want to give up a good team every year. Make the SEC insane.
3: play another and that's the other argument is then you make them play. But they're not going to do they do whatever do. they want. They do whatever the heck they want. <laughs> All right. Now, well, that- in the future. Now, here's the other side of it, though. Okay. We're going to Florida in three or four years we're going to arkansas we're going mm-hmm. i mean we're we are scheduling some decent south opponents yeah. which is super super exciting i'm going to <laughs> mortgage my house to go wow. to to go to florida that i'm all on board with if you had a Weber state as a a, a tier three a byu as a tier two
2: that's a, that's, that's generous okay you know what i'm saying <laughs>
3: And then, and then you schedule a Florida or a, I don't even know, a, a you know, Big Ten school or a, a a Big Twelve school, a Michigan State. You do a home and home that way, then I'm all on board. If you if you replace that Pac-12 with a Penn State, for example, someone that we don't see a bunch, that would be amazing.
1: But that goes against your.
2: And we already have three non-conference. You go, I
1: want, but I also want to see teams that I don't see every okay, year. Okay, then do that with our normal three
3: games instead of Weber State. Like Let's you just
2: said, a tier one, tier two, insane. tier They're three. They're always going
3: to do that, though, because especially you, they want to have the ramp-up games and the warm-up games. I understand that. But if you have four opportunities to schedule teams that aren't in your conference, you can play with that. You can have two crap teams, a decent team, and then a a Michigan I mean, Michigan came to right Rice- cycle what stadium. Your
1: argument, though, is, I mean, I, I like it. I like seeing other teams, no question about it. So if you go to eight and you're... You, the idea, though, of going to eight is to, to put in a pansy so you can win. Right. That, that's what you were saying a second ago with, like, Wyoming. But if you put in Penn State or Michigan, then...
2: It defeats the purpose. Defeats the
1: purpose. I'd in rather go view. to eight, even if one of those teams was
3: instead of Oregon was Penn State. I would rather do that every year.
4: Well,
1: Okay. We disagree. That's cool. Here's the other part, though. Here's what they also discussed. That's fine. I mean, I'm used to being right here on this program anyway. So um, there were talks also of eliminating the North and South divisions and just having the one conference, the Pac-12 conference, with the two top teams just playing for the championship.
2: What's their reasoning for that? What's the argument for that? Uh,
1: I don't know. I didn't. I don't know all the reasoning for it. I didn't look deeply into it. It was more of a summary of what they did, and they mm. talked about that. Mm. I would presume. I would presume this. Uh, there have been times in one of the conferences, or rather in one of the divisions, a team can be, you know, have like four losses and be playing for the championship while the team in the other division can have a win like the person the team that wins has one win or one loss the other team has two losses yet they're out yeah yeah i so
2: that's well that's the south i feel like the last happened. few years yeah yeah but so th-
1: you're getting the teams with the two, two best records yeah uh i see some i actually see some value in that i think it makes it tougher If your division is weaker, see if your division's the weaker division, then it's an advantage. Yeah, you you have to beat
3: one decent team usually. I mean, you look at the North Division last couple years; it's been Oregon and Washington. Washington. There's one. Stanford was just
1: out of it this time, but I mean, they're usually there. But yeah,
3: it's usually one, maybe two teams. They don't beat each other up, and it
1: it kind of goes back and forth between the the two divisions. But this way. Yeah, were you? I mean, it's it's interesting. You're ju- you're just competing with those four, or five was it five teams in your. Div-
2: well, it was six in and six, divisions. six and six, six yeah. and six,
1: in your own division. I don't know.
4: <laughs> this way, it, it,
1: I think it makes it a little more difficult to get to the playoff. Unless you're, you, I mean, it would make you the really the two top teams
2: because you have to be either one or t- the one and two goes to the Pac- championship. 12 championship. Mm-hmm. So no, say know. you're in
1: a division where a team is freaking I don't know what it is six and four. You can I think Utah almost get in there at six and four or something or yeah one like year.
3: their second year they because SC was suspended so they had a chance to be there at like so you can lose three and and games and get in
1: there. I know I think it's happened. I don't have this you know I don't have all of the tallies in front of me of all the years, but I think that's probably happened in a division a team that had more losses gets to the championship team it's like UCLA when you I can't remember they were okay mm-hmm. they went to oh the- it happens frequently where one team is obviously
3: superior mm-hmm. because they had to beat three other decent teams and then the other team that's there is just happy to be there and you watch the first quarter and it's 34 to 3 and the game's
1: over so on one level it feels to me at least as it's been re f- <laughs> recently is i don't feel like and this is my view i don't feel like the south is for the last number of years i mean there might be some hiccups here but has been as strong as the north i don't know if if that would be true or not overall i think that's true i think i think that's true though when you look at oregon and washington how good they well look where they those two teams yeah they've been winning everything Stanford had a down year or two, but they're always right in the mix. Basically, what it came down recently with Utah was was USC. USC, but
3: it's always going to be. I that still way. think the
1: South hasn't been as tough. You're that, always that's be my top heavy
3: top. Even if you win all twelve in in one pool, there's always going to be three or four teams at the top. But then you're even going to have the argument of because you're not playing everybody, right? Your your no. schedule is going to be these eight or nine teams. You're gonna you're gonna dodge. Somebody, somebody. So there's always there's always going to be the I guess the bottom line
1: is, do you like the idea or not? Now that we've just kind of threw I, it out I there. I have no idea what my opinion is on it.
2: Yeah, I, I don't really know. I think the way it's built right now with North and South, it's, it's easier to kind of keep track of these are your – we know that these are our South teams. We're playing them every year. North teams rotates. So it's kind of easier that way – but, no, I don't know that I really see the argument for keeping it or for foregoing it. I don't really know. I don't have an opinion. I see the
1: argument for going f- for it with teams that have had, like, a two loss. They could even have a one loss, but because of whatever in your division, have one loss and the other team beat you, therefore you're out of the playoff while the team in the other division has, four has losses. three or four losses and you're out. Yeah. That's the reasoning. I, I mean, think you, you would said, get a more pure champion. I think you do.
2: Yeah, you said that. Then you feel like the North is dominated, but I, I think that should look into that. I think that's true, but I feel like the South, we're all, kind of level. Like we, it's more competition. I feel like in the South.
1: Except that, who's won the last? Who's won the championships lately? But I'm meaning. I think the Oregon, North. Oregon, 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 yeah. Washington. Yeah. Washington. So, but.
2: To your point, yeah, the North might have an edge up, but with the South, it's like you've got Utah, USC, ASU, UCLA. Sometimes thrown. I feel like there's more teams in the South that line up equally, whereas the North, it's always just Oregon, Washington.
1: Well, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But if so you're we're lucky looking to in... get the two top. Teams, I I'm think yeah. that's, that's at, what is pure. Well, you, the way you said it a second ago, I think that's what. So it. I'm
3: looking at the 2019. I'm skipping last year. I'm looking at the 2019 yeah. where we played Oregon in the championship. I, I don't know if it would have mattered because Oregon was overall 12 and two, eight and one in conference. Utah was also eight and one in conference, so it would have yeah. been those two teams anyway. That's fair. Yeah. But then, to kind of to your point, USC was seven and two. We that was a year, you know, so. Everything other than that, dude, it was in in the South. UCLA, four and five. Arizona State, four and five. Mm -hmm. Colorado, three and six. The North, same thing. It it literally goes Oregon, eight and one. The second place team is Oregon State, at four and five. Oh my god. Four and five. Four and five. Four and five. Three and six. Three and six. So it was again crazy, top heavy. The three top teams, and then freaking trashed. So that would have played out. The same way, the, same, the way. same way, so that's just one example. Um, but let's say Utah and Oregon happened to have been in the same division at the time, then you could have had a freaking four and five Oregon State playing in the championship game. So, no,
2: yeah, like oh, mean, if, 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 oh, yeah, if yeah, Oregon, that's, yeah, exactly, exactly, if Oregon was in the south. And they're twelve and or ten and one, and we're eight and two. But we were both in the south.
1: That's the that's what they're trying to get away from, I yeah. believe. Yeah. yeah, and so
2: that makes sense.
1: That's why I think the the idea of just a conference like the other. I don't think these other conferences Have divisions. I think a lot. Think SEC a lot. does, but the others don't. I believe something like that. I don't. Well, know, This got
3: sprung on me, so we'll I don't see. even. I don't know. Anyway, think
1: about it. They talked about it. it's not. I mean, it's. Not eminent, but right. hey, it was. It's an interesting conversation. So let's just reha- uh, rehearse again. Some of the new additions to our roster, which is unbelievable. I, th- <laughs> yeah. I wrote them down real quick. The ones I could remember. Um, of course at QB Brewer, Curry and Pledger at running backs. Uh, so- <laughs> solid. Uh, another r- running back Tavian Thomas
3: and these are just guys that have transferred, transferred to us. these to aren't us. The, these aren't the four star
1: kids that have signed with this is us. the transfer yeah, the the transfer portals yeah um Brandon McKinney he's played 4 seasons with Washington as a safety
3: mm-hmm. um, he's a safety linebacker kind of a dude so he'll fit really well
1: Theo Howard is a wide receiver out of Oklahoma
3: who also was at UCLA and he has played He played at Rice Eccles for UCLA, then
1: went to Oklahoma, and now he's with us. Cool. Hmm. Josh uh, Calvert, linebacker from Washington. Mm -hmm. He played two seasons. I think his brother, he was recruited by Utah, and he chose Washington over Utah. I think his brother is coming into Utah as a freshman, so now he's here as a linebacker, which we need. That's sweet. Uh, I saw we just got a new wide receiver. I I don't know how you say it. It's Munir McClain from USC. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we did get a commit who's supposed to be pretty talented, but you know how that goes out of, out of California. But those are the ones I remember. I'm sure I'm missing some people there. That's crazy. But, and this is talent. Yeah. I was, yeah, those dudes are like four star
3: out of high school kind of guys or guys who have played big time ball. I mean, we got receivers coming in from Oklahoma and, and USC,
2: yeah, a receiver from USC. You know he's going to be good.
1: Yeah. I was talking to s- somebody. Coach him? To say who? Was it coach? <laughs> coach? Was it know-it-all Bill? I was... <laughs> <laughs> Nostrils? <laughs> I was talking to somebody who... Knows someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Close I, I, I to ooh. the program. I know your source. Okay. No, you don't. I, Not on this I one. I know your source. Not on this one. We have the same source. Not on this one. Okay. All I know is that I don't know if this means anything, you can say what you want, but the the feeling at the top, from like Whittingham down, with this group they've got, is that there is real excitement about the caliber of team that we've got. Yeah. Now they always say it every year. Yeah. I <laughs> know, okay, I know. But I know. They, they just when you look at these numbers or these names, Brewer quarterback. Yeah, Brewer's the guy, by the okay, way. Okay. The running back situation. That looks, and that's that's with um, we have Brumfeld and. Dang it, who am I missing? Oh gosh,
3: I don't have it pulled up in front of me. It's it's too sorry. It's summer, Gary. My brain's turned off. Anyway, and then all these guys come
1: in. Linebacker, safety, wide receivers, plus our lines coming back. Well, that's the The, defense that we've got. The the holes
3: that we, the biggest holes and question marks that we had. Linebacker number one, we lost Nakua to BYU. Darn, a guy that caught like four balls for us last year, and all of a sudden (laughs) I'm supposed to care. Everyone's having a cow. Everyone's caring, and then we fill it with dudes from Oklahoma and (laughs) USC. So I'll take that upgrade any day. So we filled athletes, man. We filled quarterback, we filled linebacker, we filled safety, we filled wide receivers. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, even, and we and we even bolstered up our running backs. Absolutely. Who's your,
2: who's your source? Name, name your source. No, you can't name the source. I can't.
3: His last name <laughs> you rhymes would, with no. You would know.
1: You would know. No, no, no. <laughs> no you he's my know, source. You would know. <laughs> he's my source. You would know who I'm talking about. All right, maybe All right. maybe off air off air, the, maybe off, off, air people.
2: off air you'll tell me. Okay, and then I'll text you because I can't wait. <laughs> oh,
1: no, that's it's exa- a good beverage. I'll need to give you my concoction again sometime on how to put one of those together. You so
2: could, you should put together like a mixology book and sell it. There's only it, one edition that's uh,
1: his, it would
3: be 3 pages. They'd all start with Mountain Dew. Yeah, <laughs> a Red Bull and then maybe
2: a
1: flavor of then some then it's kind.
2: it's a pamphlet, and not a book. True. Have like 20
1: different mixes <laughs> and, and they're all, all the, same, the same except the flavoring red Bull's different. Yeah, the
3: Red Bull or <laughs> every now and then you do a different flavor Mountain Dew just to mix no, it up. No, no, you'd ruin it.
1: No, dude.
3: Code he, Red? He's a purist.
2: No, you
1: can't put Code Red. You okay, to, if I've you put it. a Code Red with peach and no, with regular Okay, why code red by itself, but you can't mix it with a Red Bull? Why? What's the difference? You'll have a freaking heart attack. I'm gonna look up the statistics
3: right now and see if code red has any more caffeine than regular. I'm sure it doesn't. It does. Oh my hell. Okay, well
2: I keep asking you because my husband is in love with the red, white, and blue Mountain Dew, which
3: I haven't tried yet, but he He he, loves it. Every time I see him, he's like, "Have you tried it yet?" (laughs) I'm like, "No, I keep forgetting." It's really good.
2: It's so weird though because if you pour it out of the can. It's purple, but the fizz is blue. That's weird. Purple.
3: I'm going to California with your husband here soon. I'm
2: sure he'll bring some so for you.
3: So I, I need some. We'll give
1: it a shot.
2: <laughs> no, it's perfect for the 4th of July. He'll bring you some on the 4th of July.
1: Okay. Oh, promise. All right, moving along. <laughs> Utah's been in the Pac-12 10 years. Yeah. One decade. So here's the question. James brought it up earlier today when we were talking. In those 10 years, and you fans listening, ask yourself, what is the your most favorite win mm. in those 10 years? No, 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 no. He said your moment. Your favorite moment. Now, a win,
3: obviously, is going to be high. Uh, you but said if, moment. Okay. If there's something else. I mean, it
1: had to, okay. That stands out. I was out. thinking of win, so I don't know, but anyway. But I, I'm fine with a win. Uh, in 10 years. So think about it. Think about it. Think about it. In 10 years, what... James,
3: oh, let me go first.
2: Yeah, because I can't.
3: My f- there's a lot. That's the problem. I mean, it, there's there's so many. My favorite moment was beating USC when Tim Patrick caught the touchdown that beat Dory Jackson in the corner. Yeah, that was my that was my favorite moment. Now that was twenty sixteen. Yeah, that was twenty sixteen. So that was my favorite within the Pac twelve moment. In the last 12, in the last 10 years, I just stayed within the Pac 12. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot outside. Right. That if I wanted to go into stuff, but that in the last decade, because I, it's just, I, I actually rewatched it. Somebody put it on Twitter, and there, were, there was like one or two fourth and tens we had to convert on that drive. I mean, it was crazy. And then to beat a Dory Jackson who was like rated the number one corner in the, in the country at the time, you know, he gets up whining to the official. And, just
1: how it, that place <laughs> exploded at the time. Like That's that. cool. My I remember it. Moment. I absolutely remember it. Yeah. Brian? Do you have it or should I?
2: Well, I'll say this isn't game related, but I actually got to be at the press conference when Larry Scott came to Rice Eccles oh, okay. and it was announced that we were joining the Pac-12. Um, we, The Mus president and vice presidents got invited, so I got to be there. And, I mean, that was just huge. Yeah, we the Pac-10 was inviting us in Colorado and we were joining a new conference and all of that came with it. And so that stands out to me just because there wasn't a lot of people that got to be there, but I got to be there for that moment. moment. And that's where it all started. And then just to see how much has changed since then and how much we've grown and evolved and Utah football has become what it is. So that's where it all began for me.
1: That's good. Um so I looked at it. Well, they're great moments cuz they were wins. I did look at I did think about to me the USC wins were big. Yeah.
3: The Kalen Clay one as well, Kalen Clay So there
1: were those two where we beat USC. Kalen Clay was with seconds left, too. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. fade to the right, right in, front in front of, of us, us, dude, right in front of me. Um Of course this was an away game, but when we blew the crap out of Oregon it was That cool. was so great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. By the way that
1: felt that feels like it was twelve years ago.
2: Oh, I know. Covey was on that team. <laughs> well Covey's is the one that He's
1: yeah. on that team. He's been he's here the... for ten years. He's been it here the
3: feels whole time. Like... It was Travis Wilson and Booker was our other was the quarterback in the running. That's funny. Booker's been in the league for like five years. Yeah, Covey he's, did the trick. He's on play. His, he's on his third team <laughs> and Covey's still with us. <laughs> but yeah, that Covey. one was on my list. So
1: there's but mine was <clears throat> when Utah beat Stanford, that was their first big signature win in the Pac-12. When Stanford was rated like Stanford fourth. was rated five. yeah, mm. They had the ball like, I don't know, within the five. Yeah. Yeah. It was fourth down. Hogan. They tried yeah. to throw it, didn't make it, and the freaking place yeah, exploded. exploded. It was just, it was like, yeah, to me that was a cool moment. We've arrived because we just took out Stanford. Yeah, I can see that one. Stanford. So I, I loved that one. moment. Was that the game Marcus went into the locker room? Yes. Or was it at USC? No, that was USC. No, that was a USC game.
2: <laughs> it might have been the blackout one where we won. It could have been on... the one I said. Well, it was one of those last. It was USC last...
3: an games. And for those of you who are unaware, my younger brother is autistic, but he knows Coach Whittingham very, very well. <laughs> and so, you know, if you've ever been on the field, it, it's barricaded off <laughs> from the locker rooms. Well, we all meet on the field and we're celebrating. We can't find him. We can't find Marcus. And sure, all of a sudden he comes wandering out and we're like, Where have you been? He goes, I was in the locker room. <laughs> and I go, No way. He said, like, Yeah, I was standing there and Whittingham walks, Hey, hey, Wit. <laughs> and Whittingham goes, Hey, Marcus. He's
2: well, in the locker room at celebrating. At the time,
3: Tom Hackett lived just down the street. So, like two days later, I saw Tom. Hey, Tom, was Marcus really in the locker room? And Tom's like, Yep, he was
1: in there. When they're doing the song. Cele- and doing the song yeah. and celebrating. Well,
2: yeah, because we just walked in. <laughs> just walked in. The social media, Utah Football, Maddie, shout out to Maddie. I remember that game, they posted a video and I said, thanks for having Marcus in there. She goes, Oh yeah, we loved it. He's so fun. <laughs> it <was>
1: so funny. <laughs> it was, that was it was classic. By the way, it's I am
3: looking right now at the caffeine. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Are we ready for this for the lay it out on us? So a 12-ounce can of Mountain Dew has 54 mega, milligrams of... Megatons. Megatons, it feels like. <laughs> milligrams of caffeine. of caffeine. Are you ready 54? to know? 54. 54. Would yeah, you like okay. to know how much a Code of Red has? 54. So your You're little, wrong. Your little claim that... <gasps> you have a heart attack. No. An explode <laughs> is the same. It's the, They're the exact same. It's a flavor. you have to verify that. All right. I'll send you this. <laughs> I'll email you this. All right. So... Holy cow. I wish
2: I could say my favorite moment is winning the Pac-12, but we haven't done yeah. it yet. But it's going to happen one of these years. Getting
1: get, we're getting we're getting there.
2: Yep. Back to back South champs.
1: Did you? Maybe you saw. Maybe you didn't. But twenty four seven Sports just put out. I think it's just recent anyway. The fifty best coaches in the NCAA, and Witt was ranked sixteen. Of course, number one, yeah. You've got You got <laughs> Saban. Number two, Satan. Um, Dabo. Diablo. I mean, Orijon, whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, or I love that guy. I love that from guy. LSU's on there. Who, by the way, don't
3: never forget <laughs> that USC <laughs> had a chance to hire that
2: guy. Losers,
1: and they were like, nope, not for us. Hilton is just behind. Hilton's. Well, what? So Helton is in the top twenty-five. I know. I'd have what? to. I'd have to look right here. Ew. So you've got. Okay, well, the- show me one
3: coach who has done less with more talent <laughs> than Helton. No
2: kidding. I
3: am
1: fairly certain. Gary Patterson at twenty. I could coach USC. Herm Her Edwards, it, twenty-one. Well, David he Shaw, trouble, twenty-two. So he might not be there anymore. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, Dinko Mendenhall is twenty-four. <laughs> Roscoe. Roscoe Roscoe Mendenhall is 24. <laughs> Who did I say? Oh, Helton was 27. Okay, so he's behind Whittingham. Oh, yeah. I was afraid they would put him at like 8, Leach at 28, and so forth. Hmm. And I'll just make mention, we don't want to talk much about it, but Kalani is not in the top 50 according to this. No, that's not surprising. Oh, so yeah. anyway, Duh. so Whittingham is 16. He's C- 16, out of of 24 out of 50. I don't. So you've got, let me do, just quick, just quick, so it put it in perspective. Um, so Ed Orgeron is third. You've got Kirby Smart, who's Georgia's coach. He's at four.
3: Georgia's that team that every year it's like they're just on the cusp, on the cusp, on the cusp, on the cusp. Just no, and they, they, just, they just never do, they do it. it. They never do it. And it it's at some point... They got to either move on from the guy or get over the hump because it's every
1: year. Jimbo Fisher at Texas Mm A&M is five. He was at Florida State, right, for a while. I think that he was the Florida State. Ryan Day, who's Ohio State. Yeah, I get. I mean, he's he's a good coach, man. Lincoln Riley, who's the Oklahoma coach, he's seven according to these guys. Brian Kelly's number eight at. Notre Dame, I think that's bold. Crap. That's bold. I, I, I'm sorry of the ones we've. Sorry, Kelly. That's the first he's gotta one. He's got to be back, dude. That's
3: the first one on the list that I just go, no, no, he's, I, he's rated. Dame. It's, the, it's the Notre Dame, Notre by Dame his name. man. Get him a coach. If he's with Oklahoma State. He's ranked 33. On you the know, list. you don't,
1: yeah. It, sorry, <clears throat> not agreement with that one. Screw you, Kelly. <laughs> Dan Mullen, Florida, Utah, man.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, with Herb. Yeah, number ten, James Franklin, Penn State. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. He's kind of fallen off for me a little bit. They've had a back to back tough years, but we'll see this year. Let's see, Gus Malzon, I think it is. He's Auburn. I don't know, man. Auburn. That's this one I I just at twelve, Jim Harbaugh. I think it's a name. No, oh, it's a name, dude. Yeah. Twelve. Twelve? He has never done anything I
3: know. to and live Michigan up to the man. hype. Well, yeah. even at Stanford, it was like, wow, he's really – but he never won
1: anything at Stanford. They didn't they – didn't, I just – I don't yeah. know. That, uh, I'm not with that one. This one, Mario Cristobal <sighs> from Oregon. He should be higher in my view. What's he at? He's 13. Yeah. See, he needs to be higher than I – th- I would put him in the top 10. I,
3: I agree. He's, he's. I mean, he is writing checks up there like crazy to people. <laughs> <laughs> he's she
2: getting good money from this. Good money.
1: <laughs> 14, Paul Christ, Wisconsin. Yeah, I'd Whatever. put him on the same team. Tom Herman, 15, Texas. He's turned him around, actually. Yeah, he actually has done a good job. And then. And then and you got Whit. Whitting-
2: w- so Whittingham's I the mean, second Pac 12.
1: Would you lay it out Coach. like that? And It's
3: hard to argue. I mean, you could you can Kelly's got to get games. out of there. Kelly Harbaugh Harvey Harbaugh kick those. I, and then Whittingham's 14. That's
1: top 15 coach. I'll take a top 15 coach. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Okay. Another topic, um, rapid fire. Obviously there's debates going on or, or discussion. It, it might very well happen is a 12 team playoff instead of the mm. 14 playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, initial thoughts on that, man. So.
2: 12 teams. I know there's
1: people who have wanted to go to eight and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, but that's getting no traction, my understanding. No, it's not. It's, it's the 12 team is what the traction is. Well, and is. it's all money driven.
3: I mean, you, they're looking at it and they're like, if I put 12 teams in, that's two extra games and that's
1: an extra billion dollars for our pocketbook. So, mm-hmm. so what does that do? It gives a quarterfinal. Is it a quarterfinal? Basically quarterfinals. Yeah. Semifinals. semifinals final. Yeah.
3: I am a eight-team guy. I think that you you have eight teams as the perfect number because then you've got the P5s. Every winner of their P5 gets a team in. Mm-hmm. Then you've got three at larges, and that then the debate begins. Then you've got, you know, the Mountain West school that went undefeated, you know, the Boise's or whoever it might be. And or, you know, another SEC team. That to me is a, a good formula. I would love to see that. Twelve is too freaking many you're taking the top 12 teams that's too many
2: it does if
3: you can't break in the top 10 you don't deserve to be in, in the playoff
2: it feels like a lot 12 feels like a lot i agree with you i think eight feels doable and decent And like you said you take those top five and then it allows three because with 12 I don't
3: know. At twelve, you, I mean, there's been years where Utah they're pushing for it, you know, and all, and other times you could look at it and go, we guys got to finish the top twelve, big freaking deal. If we win the Pac twelve or not, who cares? We're gonna give it in. This puts a eight teams puts a lot more pressure. Well,
2: and it would then add. So if it's twelve teams, you're adding an extra game. I don't know. Like it's
3: <laughs> all of a sudden you're fifteen and zero. Sixteen and zero, or whatever it would. Be. I mean, it's that's a lot. Of teams. Well, you're
2: adding playoff games, so yeah. I'm saying you're adding expenses to the program, to the team, to the athletic departments, to the fans. <laughs> but of course, they're all making money—the oh. sponsors and the networks and all of that. So that's why they want to do it. But so I don't know. I think eight seems.
1: Here's the breakdown. It's not eight's not going to happen. They're not. That's not got no, has yeah. no traction. It has no traction. It's at twelve, all. and so what it is. um, it would consist of the six highest-ranked conference champions. Six, uh-huh. Six at-large spots going to the highest-ranked remaining teams. All determined by the CFP selection committee. So rankings, not the AP or or whatever. None of the that's or the coaches poll. It's the main poll. So you're saying it's the with- six highest-ranked conference champions so meaning a conference champion but a highest ranked conference champion so if there's a bunch of different conference champions which there's more than 6 conferences right. the highest ranked conference champions are automatically in
3: if you're giving me a choice between 4 and 12 and I love watching the playoffs I'm taking the 4 i think 12 you're starting to get into the realm of of the NCAA basketball tournament where I mean 64 teams are getting into that i know it's 12 and 64 big difference. But you're getting to the point where it's like yeah, you were kind of semi decent. You you won a couple of games. You could you could have teams in there that are 9 and 3, 8 and 4. They they're not deserving to be in the in the playoff in my opinion.
1: So well, I'd stick with 4. The highest four. ranked conference champions would be see, would be seated 1 through 4 with the remaining teams seated 5 through 12. The top 4 teams would earn a first round bye. With the remaining eight teams would play high strength teams serving as the host. Yeah. Um, the quarterfinals, eight remaining teams, four games, and semifinals would be played in bowl games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The national championship would be as same as same format. I like it personally. I would go for it.
2: I mean, I do like that it gives the underdogs a chance to play some of these bigger teams, and maybe beat them. I mean, hello, us in the Sugar Bowl.
1: I mean, I'm not sure if it's an underdog, because what it's saying is the top six conference champions. So, as it now is, it's not even conference champions. No, it's not. You could no. win your conference and not technically I, th- I feel in. like, so what this does is, and people have whined about that, mm-hmm. well, the co- the conference th- champion should be automatically in. Well, I agree. I, for me, I, f- I like the idea of having the conference champion of the Pac-12 in the playoff to go all the way.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And if they're ranked high, if the if the Sun Belt is ranked higher, they're in, but they're not going to be. Uh, one of these Power Five, if you win your conference, you're going to be in the top six. That's how I look at it. And then there's going to be somebody else. But be that as it may, I feel like those those teams should be in. And then what happens is then you can, by the rankings, bring in the other highest ranked teams. So therefore you could get, you get, I think these teams are worthy to be there. Okay. I'll sign on for this. If you do this,
3: I'll sign on for 12 teams. So the first, the four top rated teams have a buy, right? So then the, you're, there's the eight other teams that are playing the top rated four of those teams get to play another home game. So if Utah's rated fifth, they're not one of the top five teams, but they're rated fifth. Now they're playing the 12th ranked team, you played at Rice Eccles Stadium.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, that. I, I don't, don't know how they. I could don't know do they're going to do it, but it goes. I know,
3: but I'm saying that would be a way <laughs> they could because then that they're not way. doing the, the travel thing. Right, it's giving, it's giving an advantage to the team that's a higher rated team, and You're,
2: it's possible they would do it that maybe. way. Then but they get an
3: extra home game. Uh, sign me up for that.
2: It does open the door to what we talked about at the very beginning, where you would maybe get to play these teams that you don't normally get to play in a season. So Utah could end up playing an Ohio state or a Penn state a massive or game. things like that. So oh, it,
1: yeah, it massive games,
2: it opens the door and it opens the door for these elite teams that can just never lose to maybe lose every once in a while, which would be wonderful. Cause I'm so sick of seeing the same four teams. Clemson versus
1: Alabama yeah. versus Ohio state in the, I, yeah. I think it's great. I, I would, I would go for it. You gave the example of the 64 teams. I mean, you can't go with football. That's an impossibility. But the one thing about, I do like about the basketball format is typically speaking, there's always someone that, or Mm -hmm. more than just one bunch of teams, actually, that take out the so-called. Giant. Big names. Well, yeah, I mean, Brent said it right. We were
3: the 12th seed for our entire, I mean, other than the Pac-12, right? I mean, Utah should be playing Alabama. Well, then you go and you beat them. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, okay, now we play again. Now we're in the semifinals against Ohio State right. because you earned that right. And I yeah. understand that. I just I just don't want it to go from, well, now we're 12 teams. Okay, now we're going to be 16 teams because it's, it just, it's, too many, it's too, too many games anyway. I just a, feel like it, eight is the right number between the two. I, 12, man, if you're the 12th best team in the country, you don't deserve to be in the
2: playoffs. Well, then they would lose the first round
1: and then – Hey, who's to say? Maybe that's what I'm saying. I want to see. Yeah. I yep. want to see. It you would never make these know. games would. It oh, would don't get me wrong. I will be watching. Uh, I dig them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. I'll be watching because these these are re- these really matter. Yeah, I want to see the conference champions and these at large play because that's what will happen. Yeah, I mean, you
3: get Houston
1: and Ohio State. <laughs> I'll watch that. <clears throat> Freak. And then that that takes them into the quarterfinal. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's go here. This is the biggest topic of the day, actually. Um. Let me pull this up right there. I think probably everyone has heard <clears throat> that student athletes now can get basically paid for their name, image, uh, likeness.
2: As of today.
1: As of today, mm-hmm. the <laughs> landscape has changed in the. Uh, just not football. This is all mm-hmm. student yeah. athletes. It's all sports. So. Whatever you think of Paul Feinbaum, Mr. SEC, who's biased, whatever. But I've got just a a, – it's about a minute and a half uh, interview. It's not really an interview. His his view of what just happened. I think this would give us a good starting point to to give some thoughts and ideas of what just happened today. I'm not sure if we all realize – It's a big deal. um, This is massive. This changes – This changes stuff. All sports. To – so, but we're talking football. Um, it's never going to be the same. No going back after today. No. But let's hear what he has to say. Let me uh, let's cue that baby up.
4: Today is the most significant day in the history of the NCAA, and that is not an understatement, Fitz, because of what is uh, what is crumbling today. the The model of the NCAA is, is coming down, and you can never put it back up again. The worth the worth. The, the, the fact that the, the ncaa is really worthless after today is also a very significant moment but you know many are arguing you know good or bad many are arguing pro or con but uh, this day has been coming for a long time and and everyone seems prepared uh the athletes seem prepared we in the media have been covering it uh you know as as competitively and as aggressively as we can, the only people who don't seem to have a clue on July 1st, 2021, are the people who are in charge of this, and that's the NCAA. They 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 waited until yesterday to finally put this thing into motion, and the one thing that they were hoping to avoid. And that that being chaos on July 1st is exactly what we're going to have today. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. Uh, it depends on where you are, uh, and, and depending on which state you're in, the, will, will determine what kind of rules there are. Uh, the NCAA passed what would only be described as an emergency uh, stopgap to to give people, who, to give athletes in states who don't have uh, nil legislation something to adhere to. But but at the end of all of this. It really doesn't matter whether there are rules or not, because no one is really in charge. Uh, who is going to enforce these rules? Uh, it is going to be the wild, wild west. The uh, the athletes are going to make money, uh, and and the schools are going to be looking around like, uh, what can we do about it? And the answer is nothing.
2: Hmm. I mean, I'm
1: That's,
4: not – I like your summary from what I've read.
1: Let me just – before Brent, sorry, yeah. sorry to jump in on that. I mean, yeah. I think we're at the your place. We're just at the beginning of this, so who, who knows? I've tried to read up on it. I read Harlan, mm-hmm. his his stuff. A lot of people are are sugarcoating things, trying to to emphasize the positive, which is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that. I don't think they want to acknowledge, basically, the stuff he just said. Yep. That's, so what were you going to say? Well, Sorry, I was just going to
2: say, is anyone shocked that the NCAA screwed this up completely? No. Oh. no. I mean, they're just worthless, it seems like, especially the last few years. But my biggest worry in all of this is I do fear for these athletes um, either getting taken advantage of or just not knowing how to manage this kind of thing. I mean, you think about it. These kids are 18, 19 years old, and suddenly you're going to have people coming at you with money, 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 and they don't know how to deal with that. And so I actually do appreciate our athletics department has kind of tried to get ahead of that a bit, and they're working with you know, the School of Business mm-hmm. and some of these uh, counselors and aides to try and help the athletes along because I, that's what I foresee happening is a lot of student-athletes getting taken advantage of. There's going to be some that are going to make a lot of money, but if you don't have people in place to make sure that you're managing that money well, it's all going to be for naught. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes.
3: I don't, I'm kind of on both sides of this. I think it's I think it's great on one side that if, if you're a student-athlete and you have 700,000 followers on Instagram because you play for a certain school, now you can you know, be with a protein company and, and make some money. I have no problem with that. My biggest thing, and it's a reality, is you look at some of these schools that have major boosters and it's going to be, hey, dude, come play at USC. I own a Porsche dealership. Mm-hmm. I'll give you $75,000 and a Porsche to come to USC, right? There's, and that,
1: that's the, that is the change now, it's not every not every player. They're try, see that? I'll just, then you continue, but <clears throat> you can read the articles, and they're trying to say that you can't do that. They're trying to say that you can't do okay, that? Okay, so they're trying to do but like what Feinbaum just said.
2: Yeah. Who's enforcing it? Right now, it?
1: who's in charge? Yeah.
2: yeah. That's,
3: that's the point.
1: Who's going to enforce all that? No one's going to enforce it, and the reality is
3: a lot of this stuff happens anyway. It's all behind scenes. Now it's just coming to the forefront, and now it's going to be a lot more accessible I have no problem if Swig wants to pay Covey you know $800 so that he holds a drink on his Instagram I have no problem with that but like I said I'm very worried that it, the rich is just going to get richer o- yeah. Ohio State Florida Alabama they, they've got these people that it's like I'll, you know I'll pay you two million dollars and well, give you a Bentley to come play football for I us.
2: mean Oregon Come play Oregon. for Oregon, and you get a Nike campaign. Yep, there you go. I mean, that's the point. That's what the NCAA has been avoiding. I mean, that's what compliance is. That's what all of these rules have been in place for. And I understand that the athletes do put in so much, and they're not allowed to make money. But we have had this conversation before. They're all they're getting a free education, which that's not nothing. But where do you draw the line? And There's right no now, line. there is no line, because... As Feinbaum said, nobody has established well, what the, it actually means. So,
1: the, he, you call what he said is that the NIL is what they call it. Every state has their own laws. Yeah. Which, again, <laughs> And is some a, states don't have laws. And that's, mm-hmm. and and that's, that's where the NTA has just put into place some rules to help with the states that don't have those laws. So, not only are states going to be different, some states don't have the rules yet. Mm -hmm. and so that's why it's the wild wild west they can say a whole bunch of stuff but who who is going to enforce this this i i i fully i'm in agreement with these athletes to make money on who they are i don't know that's fine with me cool do it what i worry about is the destruction of college football if that's going to be quick or not that it, they turn it in to semi pro ball or that's that's what worries me because now the door is open. Well it's
2: every college sport.
1: And it and it, what it is is huge money. Mm-hmm. So what you said James is is it going to screw with the competitive and recruiting nature? Probably. 100% it will. And will it go beyond that? You see this is and then here's the other thing. We don't know really, but they're all looking to Congress to come up with yeah, that'll happen. Quick. A universal <laughs> set of rules. Are you f- f- effing kidding me? <laughs> Congress to solve this problem out of everything. You Congress can't even. We're not going down. Congress sucks, and we, and we want them to, to make this work for college athletes. There was a paragraph in this article from ESPN. And it just simply said this, with the idea of, um, are we going to get universal a universal set of rules in the future? And people mm. say, we, we will. Hopefully, Congress can act. And just this couple of lines, it said Republicans are pushing for a narrow law that only addresses the NIL rights. Democrats want to make schools make schools provide increased medical coverage, academic benefits. And the right for athletes to collectively bargain in the future. So, this is what I'm saying. You put politics and massive money, which is now the door has been opened. Oh, the doors. This could blow the hell out of college football, college athletics, and it scares the crap out of me because I love it. Yeah. So, but I'm for the guys, uh, for the athletes making money, but this thing could.
3: And it's not even just college go out
1: of control. It's not
3: even just college football. I, I follow college hockey. And I mean it's a very small, much more you know, it's tighter. There's not it's not, you know, a thousand schools. There's eight schools that dominate college hockey year over year over year. There's probably three or four elite players in those of those teams. You get one school that has boosters that can get all four of those dudes and can do that over and See, the, the competitive balance now completely has shifted in. Hockey, gymnastics, well, volleyball, every tennis, sport. everything. But we're focused on football because that's what we all care we so much about. Here, yeah. But that does... That part makes me nervous that there's just... I mean, it, it, you can't unscramble the egg at this point. No.
2: No. See, and, you, and but there's no rules on it. Politicizing it and then putting... Ew, just the fact that you're putting Republicans and Democrats into it, and then they're going to fight over things. I mean, it yeah, just argue
3: over what's what
1: because yeah,
2: that's what they do over everything. And it's like, no, this is college athletics.
1: If that, <sighs> this is my view, if if the college athletes can form a union, it's over and collectively bargain.
4: Yeah.
1: Game set match. Yeah. What we have loved, and whether you agree with that or not, you have to agree that if that goes in. It's game, it's game, set and match because they did, if they come together as a union, you have the union leaders and the union leaders with so-called votes of all of the members and they say, well, we're going to strike unless we get this, 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 and this. It's, it's over. So yeah. talk of that scares me. Who knows where this will land? But rules are different from state to state on their laws. So, yeah. everything. The thing What that you're exists. saying, James, is, uh, and then the NCA comes up with some rules to fill in some gaps. Well, okay, but which is supposed to address what you've said. Boosters are not allowed to do this because it it still breaks NCA rules. Well, how far do those go now anymore? So yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. There, here's
3: you're a booster, I'm not a booster. Well. If I then give the guy the check for $65,000 <laughs> out of my bank account. Right. Th- who, I'm the one that wrote the guy the check to come to the University of Utah. Well, that didn't come. Who knows where that money came from? So, I mean, there's ways. There's
1: some rules it. like at the U. The, I, think, I think it's at the U. Some places you have to clear it through the athletic department. Right. Whatever deals you have just to make sure that you're not breaking any rules or laws. But if there's no universal rules or laws. That's part of the problem. Well, there's going to be big
3: players in it. it, The the, the rule is, one of the rules is, okay, Utah, obviously, Under Armour School. So one of our athletes could sign with Adidas. He cannot wear Adidas on the field. When he's playing and representing the U on the field, he's an Under Armour athlete. The second he walks off the field, he can throw on an Adidas hoodie, slippers, and be representing Adidas at that point as well. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which is just so, Which is so strange. Weird. It's so against what everything has been for years and years and years.
3: Not that not that that was right. Yeah. Not that he, what, what because you know, everything that's been going on in the past. In fact, I I, I think they I demand damn it that they give back Reggie Bush's Heisman trophy at this point. <laughs> Cuz I watched highlights of that dude the other day and and he's the best football player I've ever seen in college and he got his Heisman stripped for doing less than what this
1: legal now this is a long time coming though It is. it just wasn't dealt with properly enough i don't think the ncaa sucked oh, they just, screwed up they, they should have they should it have worked sucked. with everybody because it, it's coming it was never going to stop but now it's just it's the fine bomb i think it's accurate it's the wild wild west baby mm-hmm. and what scares me is we don't know where it ends and the reality is you all this good talking even from harlan i read his stuff Sugarcoat. He kind of, he kind of, yeah, he sugarcoated some stuff. Big time. Oh, I just like to look at the positive, is what he said. Well, one of the main rules of economics is the rule of unintended consequences. Oh yeah, you have, you may think things are going are going to go a certain way, and people are going to act a way you want them to act. No, there's always unintended consequences, well, especially with money and actions. And when you've got the ability now with all this money, all these agents. It affects the schools themselves too and the coaches because winning is everything. Um, and you start inserting politicians into the matter. That just. Whole I'm just saying, you, the scrambled egg here, it well, scares and How the many crap times out is it, it, it going to be? Me. I love fo- college athletics, particularly football, but it's. Yeah, I'm I mean, worried. It's, I'm worried.
3: Get used to hearing this guy was committed to Florida State. And has now flipped his recruitment to Ole Miss. And we'll never know. Right. Like, that happens now, get ready for that to be six times every day. Because now it's right before some magical thing happens and and all of a sudden he's driving uh, an Audi to school.
2: It's going to have very adverse effects. So. This whole thing.
3: It does make me nervous because you're right. It, I mean, I love this sport, and I who know in five years from now, who knows where things are going to be? I just wish that it was it was tighter. I w- there would have been a way to do it tighter. Yeah, because again, going back, I have no problem with these guys making money. I have no problem with we we have a jersey hanging in the bookstore it has a number two on it. Everyone and their dog knows it's for Zach Moss when he was here. Like, that's the Moss jersey, but they don't put. Moss on the back. He doesn't get any money for it, but everyone knows who who that jersey's for. Now, you can have the number 2 jersey in there. Moss. Yeah, but I see a balance in that. There's there's checks and balances in that. But Outside of that, it's chaos. I don't
1: I, I, I never Yeah, I don't know, man. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. fun. <laughs> anyway, we don't know what's going to happen. That's not supposed to be a downer. It's supposed to be a, a great day. Um I don't think it'll affect Probably most football players won't make that much money off of this. person. Uh, most no. won't make any money off of it. You know, and I guess I, I you got to wonder though. Think about it. You're on the college. You're on a team. Of course, you have a like you said, Bryn. I mean, you have a scholarship, so that hundreds of thousands of dollars, if you want to look at it. But be that as it <laughs> may, uh, you're an average, a decent player on a team, college team. But your quarterback and your running backs roll in in an Audi, Beamer, yeah, jewelry all hanging around, all this stuff because they they've made some cut some deal. I wonder how that's going to play because in the NFL, for instance, even the suck players making some cash.
2: They get deals with things.
1: Well, and the other side, not not here. You don't. No. What if you're a you know
3: second string receiver at the U? You're not getting any sponsorship deals. Well, Utah State might come to you, somebody from up there, and offer you a couple thousand dollars to transfer and go play at a lower-tier school. And I mean, I can see a lot of that now. Guys dropping down to a a,
1: a crap school, a BYU, if you will, (laughs) to get paid. I mean, I I can see that too. I just think the ugliness is – it's already tough enough – you said it. There's already ugliness going on, but man, they got to be careful because you can get busted pretty easy. Yeah, <clears throat> or not easy, but you can get busted. And so they're playing around, but this—the guardrails are gone. Yeah, just a bunch of talk now. So you got to know the sharks are out there. Oh yeah, it, it
3: already started. You've, there are certain people on Instagram who have already have brands created for themselves, who already have sponsorships. Um already receiving product from people, the swipe up codes, all that sort of stuff that you
1: see on Instagram. It's already happening. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. There you have it. We're going to talk probably more about that. We're we will hear a lot more. Congrats though to, I mean, I got to say, congrats to our student athletes who are able due to their skill and abilities to profit from it. Good for them. Yeah. I yeah. hope that beyond that, I hope they're wise.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't look at themselves beyond before the team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that they're more important than the team. I just hope that somehow some way this can be corralled and everyone can be happy, but experience would tell me when you get this kind of money and you start needing politicians to get involved, it it, it, it usually it doesn't end well. No. But so we'll be that see. as it may, screw that. We've got a season that's coming. It's coming on <laughs> as fast, and I'm excited about it. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to have a good team. Any last thoughts, Bryn?
2: Let the countdown begin, and I got to pull out all my Utah gear, see if anything fits Get still. The you know, out. after the COVID nineteen and all that good yeah. stuff.
3: Stadium's almost done. Yeah, we we'll talk about that.
2: Well, in every I did see announced yeah. every. <laughs> Did that sound weird? <laughs> what was that? Every Pac-12 stadium is 100% capacity. It's,
3: it's awesome. I cannot wait to see all your faces.
2: So football is Eccles. back. New, We got a new stadium. Gary's going to have his Mountain Dew cocktail.
1: Man, that's good stuff.
2: <laughs> he just loves that they have Mountain Dew in the stadium. So how many? What's your record of how many you've had at a game before?
3: Well, I don't drink that many over there. You oh. usually drink Pre game. If you count the pre game, <laughs> that's true. At tailgating, the tailgate, the pre game, the walkover, you got to have one in hand. And then you sit down, you buy another one. I'm going to make some. He's six deep by first quarter. The key is, though,
1: to, to sneak in a couple of oh, the Red key. Bulls, and then you mix the, the Gary Ack Smith cocktail <laughs> in the stadium, and then you're good for the game. You are lit. You baby. are
3: into it.
1: <laughs> Even Weber State, you think you can. Oh, freak. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: You're giving away all your secrets.
1: Even Weber State would be an exciting game. You'll be jacked. (laughs) So there you
2: have (laughs) it. Here we go. Weber State in two months.
1: All right. To the day. I know. One final thing. Again, it's not a downer. We just want to thank and remember Jim Fossil, former Utah coach, um, who passed away recently, only at the age of 71. Heart attack, I, I think it was. He didn't have a great record at Utah, um, but he did change some of the climate, and particularly his offenses were were more wide open. And, of course, I think we had a nine-game losing streak to the freaking Zoobies, and I think <laughs> with, with Scott Mitchell, we blew the crap out of him up here at the stadium. It's like 64 to 20 or something. I can't yeah. remember the exact score. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. But I remember going to games. I think it was this era. I mean, he just kind of lose track. And Utah would have like 45 points and still lose on a bunch of games. But he had a great offense. But anyway, Fossil, I liked him. Of course, he went on to coach the New York Giants. Uh, our condolences. Um, once a Ute, always a Ute, though. All right. Go Utes. Go Utes.
3: It's coming up. Getting excited. <laughs> All right, I'm a, level f- I'm a level four now of excitement.
0: Oh, good. I've
1: moved Here up. we go, baby.
0: Yeah.
4: You yeah. Ready?
0: Let's get it. I'm telling you why, you can see in their eyes, and boys ain't playing, they ready to ride. Shaking the tunnels, just screaming and yelling if you ain't ready, you get really in the alive. song. Taking the field with loads of passion, swagging out with the oh, flies that's fast. Good stuff. Cameras out and they steady flashing. Captain's out, we about to get it cracking. Full of crashes in between those lines. So you know we about to ride, we're a band of brothers, and we stick together like an army mission when it's war time. We stacking them Ws, pay attention. Opponents coming with apprehension, we stay on top of our division. We're from BCS buses to playoff contenders on the right side.